You are listening to the weekly sermon podcast of Broad River Church. Let's get ready to listen to God's Word. Good morning to everybody. I can't see you. I think they turned the lights down, but I'm sure. Oh, there we go. Nice. Okay. Hello. How's everybody doing? Good. I want to welcome you this morning. My name is Jacinta, and along with my husband, Kevin, we're lead pastors here at Broad River. And um, if you're a guest, we're so happy that you're here. Let us know if you need anything. There will be people with Dream Team shirts on, and you can ask them, and they'll help you find what you need. Um, But while we have the guests here and we're talking about guests, why don't we give the guests a big hand and also our online online crowd who joins us every Sunday. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, I wanted to talk to you quickly about small groups. If you have not signed up for a small group, um, we have 14 small groups. And if you're a person who's breathing and likes anything, you should be able to find a group for you. So there should be something in the mix that you can do um, that you'll like. So go out and look, it's on the bulletin board right out here outside the door and you can find your small group and get connected in. We have some great ones. We have one on how to make music and one on how we have a ladies meeting and we have one on prayer posture. We just have some really insightful and great groups this, this semester. So join one of those. Um, If you're going to be reading with me today, I'm going to be reading from the Bibles. If you're reading from the Bibles that are underneath your seat or in front of your chair, I'm going to start on page 50. So you can find it. If you're looking in your own Bible, um, it's Exodus 8, 1 through 15 is the text that I'm going to use. Um, As many of you know, our daughter's engaged and is getting married in December. And um, everything that happens, we keep saying, after the wedding, we'll do that after the wedding. We'll do that after the wedding because so we're putting off all this stuff until after the wedding. And um, yesterday, I had gotten her engagement pictures, which are so beautiful, and I'll show all of you if I'm, I'll make you look at them. So I went shopping yesterday with Sarah Garcia, and every store we went in, I was like, "Have you seen my daughter? She's getting she's getting married. Like, look at her engagement pictures." And I was like, "Do you do you even want to look at them? If you don't, you have to anyway." And so everybody looked at the pictures, and then one lady told me, "You don't look old enough to have a daughter that's getting married." And I was like, "Oh, thank you. <laughs> wow, thanks so much." So turn to your neighbor and tell him, "You don't look old enough." All right, we're a good-looking group this morning. We're a good-looking group. So I'm just going to pray really quick, and then we'll dive into the text, which is a little bit long, but you just bear with me. Um, God, we just thank you for who you are, God, and for all the things that you've already done in our lives and for the blessing that we received just in the worship service. We thank you for that, God. And I just ask that you would use my voice and my heart to speak your truth and to minister to people and that you would bless everyone in this room. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So this is Exodus 8, 1 through 15, and it says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Go unto Pharaoh and say to him, Thus says the Lord, Let my people go, that they may serve me. But if you refuse to let them go, behold, I will plague all your country with frogs. The Nile shall swarm with frogs that shall come up into your house and into your bedroom and on your bed 
and into the houses of your servants and your people and into your ovens and your kneading bowls. The frogs shall come upon you and upon all your people and all your servants. And the Lord said to Moses, say to Aaron, stretch out your hand with your staff over the rivers, over the canals and over the pools and make frogs come up on the land of Egypt. So Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt and the frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. And then Pharaoh called Moses and Aaron and said, plead with the Lord to take away the frogs from me and from my people and I will let the people go to sacrifice to the Lord. And Moses said to Pharaoh, be pleased to command me when I am to plead for you and your servants and for your people that the frogs be cut off from you and your houses and be only left in the Nile. And he said, tomorrow. And Moses said, be it as you say, so that you may know that there is no one like the Lord our God. The frogs shall go away from you and from your houses and your servants and your people, and they shall be left only in the Nile. And so Moses and Aaron went out from Pharaoh, and Moses cried out to the Lord about the frogs, as he had agreed with the Pharaoh. And the Lord did according to the word of Moses. The frogs died out in the houses, in the courtyards, and in the fields. And they gathered them together in heaps, and the land stank. But when Pharaoh saw that there was respite, he hardened his heart and would not listen to them as the Lord had said. So this is the scripture. And if you know me, you know that I'm that person who believes in butterflies and eternal love and soulmates and um, you know like the romance novel where you just find that perfect guy and it's your soulmate I believe in that Pastor Kevin shout out to you I believe in soulmates and eternal love and puppies and kittens and little snowy white unicorns and rainbows and I'm the person that actually believes that they'll win the lottery like I seriously believe that I'm gonna win the lottery someday and we'll all be happy here when I win it. But one of these days, so overall, I'm a pretty optimistic person, I would say. But I've kind of let myself go recently. My health hasn't been great, and a lot of days are just a big struggle. And I'm not on my game as much as I used to be. I, the old, you know, Jacinta that used to do everything, I'm not on my game. And I feel like I just stopped caring a little bit. Like, meh, you know, I, I just don't care. And I wasn't taking the joy and the pleasure in things that used to invite me. And I'll tell you a story about how sad I was and how pitiful my laziness was, is that I have a skin condition called um, keratosis pilaris, which is where you have like little bumps on your arms. Um, and maybe on your back and legs. And I used a special lotion to do that. And I got to where, you know, it's not a pump, it's like a, a tub. And you have to unscrew the tub and then put, get the lotion out and then put the lotion on and screw the tub in. That was too much for me. So I got to where, like, I just thought I can just be bumpy because I'm not even going to take the time to put this lotion on because it's just too much. So that's how pitiful and sad that I had gotten. And Pastor Kevin and I were, were talking about it literally just the other day and I've been thinking about this sermon for several months and we were in series and it didn't fit and um, it wasn't the right time but this was the day and Pastor Kevin and I were talking about it the other day and I said 
in some ways, I just don't care anymore. I've just given up. And that's what I said. And it hurt my little warm and fuzzy heart to say that, right? That I've just given up. But I started to feel upset with myself and wondered where I had gone wrong and where my want to had slipped away and my joy, where had it slipped away. And you're probably thinking, okay, I'm not a doctor, but you're probably depressed, Pastor Jacinta. So I'm not depressed. I take meds for depression. So <laughs> I'm not depressed. This is just sheer laziness that I talked myself into. So I'm okay. Don't worry. I'm okay. I'm, I'm okay with that. So I begin to take stock of my life and kind of look and see where things had kind of come off the rails. Like, where did I just lose it? You know, like what happened there? And I wanted to weave these ideas through the text as we look back on our text today, but I realized three things about myself. The first thing I realized is that I had begun to settle below my abilities. The second thing I realized is that I had taken the I'll do it tomorrow attitude and tomorrow never comes. Tomorrow I'm gonna stop eating candy bars. Tomorrow I'm gonna go on my diet. I wanna fit into my wedding dress. I gotta go on a diet tomorrow. Tomorrow I'm gonna do whatever and it never happens. Tomorrow never comes. And the third thing I had done is I had learned to be content in my discontent. So I wasn't happy and I wasn't pleased with myself, but I was like, you know what? Eh, it's okay. It's okay. I don't care. And I want to title the sermon. I don't often title sermons, but I want to title this sermon, One More Night with the Frogs. And if we look in this text in Deuteronomy, we can see that the start to the plagues that God sent to Egypt to persuade Pharaoh to let the children of Israel out of captivity. And Moses had actually gone before, once or twice, he had gone just to ask nicely if the Pharaoh would let the children of Israel go. But Pharaoh was not playing that game. He was not gonna let them go. And um, he refused to let the Israelites leave Egypt. And in fact, the text says that God hardened Pharaoh's heart now, that's a sermon for a whole other time about how God hardened Pharaoh's heart, but that's what the scripture says, is that, you know, maybe the Pharaoh wanted to do this, but God had changed his heart. So we'll study that another time, which is very interesting. But God began to up the ante, and so he brought about a series of plagues to torment the Egyptians. And the first one was the water turned to blood. So all the water turned to blood, which is super gross and, you know, not fun at all. And then the second one is the one that I want to talk about today. So there were like 10 plagues in all. So the, the Egyptians had to deal with 10 of these um, and they were all pretty horrible that came along before Pharaoh decided to let the children of Israel go. But I want to talk about the second one today, which is the plague of frogs. Now, some people might like frogs I said in the first service, Dr. John here, Pastor John uh, is a biologist and maybe he likes to look at frogs, I don't know. But I don't, I do not like frogs in any way, shape or form, like ooh, 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 I don't like them. So, but I did find this picture of a frog and he's kind of cute, you know, like he's a little like cute and he has like the little eyes and the little green f the fingers and they're orange and you know, I don't know, I mean, Maybe if I saw that frog, like I could deal with it. But then I also found this frog, 
Which, if this frog touched me, I would just have a heart attack and die right there. Like, I would just die. If I even saw this frog, I would probably die. And so if you're keeping track of it, this frog is called a black rain frog. Super ugly, uh, heart attack central for me. Like, no way. And then we have this frog, which is actually a common... African common toad, which does indeed live in the Nile. So I feel like that this frog here was probably the type of frog that was coming into people's houses. And it's super disgusting. So imagine finding these frogs everywhere in your house, everywhere you're going. So let's look back at the text in verse three and four. The Nile shall swarm with frogs that shall come up into your house and into your bedroom and on your bed and into your houses of your servants and your people and into your ovens and your kneading bowls, the frogs shall come up to you and on your people and on all your servants. So basically we're get, getting this idea here that literally everywhere you stepped, there was a frog. Everywhere you looked, there was a frog. In your bed, there was a frog or two or three or four. In your food bowls, they were coming into the food. Everywhere you were, there were frogs. You tried to lay down, frogs were everywhere. And so just like when the water turned to blood, Pharaoh grew tired of the frogs and asked that God would have them removed. And I think at this point, Moses is kind of like maybe a little ticked off already. And so he kind of messes with the Pharaoh. So he's like, I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing, but the scripture's there. But he's kind of like, yeah, so like, when do you want these gone, sir? You know, like I can take, take them away whenever, you know, when, when do you want me to take these frogs away? And Pharaoh says, tomorrow. Now, I've just shared my disgust and dislike of frogs with you. And if I had a frog in my bed, I would be like, now, 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 take it out, 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 out of my house. But no, this is not what happened. Pharaoh said, tomorrow. And now we know with God's power that these frogs could have been instantly removed. They could have been instantly taken away, right that second. But Pharaoh says, tomorrow. Tomorrow, there are frogs everywhere and you're saying, tomorrow, what's wrong with you? Frogs suck in your clothes and your dishes and your food and your bed and you want them gone tomorrow? Why not now? Why not today? But Pharaoh plainly says, tomorrow. And as I begin to meditate on this passage, I realized that I had been living my life this way. When am I gonna worry about taking up my Bible reading and stepping it up a notch. You know what? Tomorrow. I'll do that tomorrow. When am I going to do the right thing? Tomorrow. You know, I'll have time to make a phone call tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. When am I going to offer forgiveness to somebody that I need to offer forgiveness to? You know, tomorrow's a new day. I'll start then. I'll do it tomorrow. When are we going to take that step to make Jesus Christ the Lord of my life? Oh, maybe tomorrow. Maybe I'll do it then, you know. I keep coming on Sundays, and I like it pretty good. So maybe next week, maybe next week I'll like it, and I'll, I'll say that I want to commit my life to Christ. So we have all these frogs, and we have Pharaoh saying tomorrow. So how do we apply the frogs in our life today? Now, 2 Corinthians 6 says, today is the day of salvation. Right here, right now, this is the day. If you came in with your heart broken, if you came in with negative thoughts, if you came in with sickness, today is the day of salvation. 
this is it. You don't have to go home the same way you came. We say that all the time, but it's true every time. You can be completely changed in this house right now this morning. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day to make a change. Today is the day to make a difference. We don't have to leave the same way that we came in. So how do we go about getting these frogs? So we know that we've, you know, kind of done the wrong thing. And now we have these little frogs kind of hanging out just like, maybe we're like, oh, a cute little froggy, you know, petting them. And we're getting kind of used to them. You know, they're like, oh, they're just hanging out there, you know, and no, we're not going to do that. Just know how simple it is. This is how simple it is. How do we get it? How do we get our way out of the darkness? out of the I don't cares and the I don't want tos. Here's what we do. This is very simple. Make a decision. So change starts when you make up your mind. Is this, you know, rocket science? No, but this is what is true. Change happens when we make up our minds to do things in a different way. And they say, if you do something 21 times, it becomes a habit. So I've done, you know, like 18, 19, 20, 21. All right, arm lifts, habit, you know, and that's not how it works. You have to do it 21 times intentionally for it to become a habit. And I read on my Kindle and I open my Kindle and pretty much that's all I've been doing lately is just reading on my Kindle, which is kind of fantastic if you like to eat candy bars and read on your Kindle and not do anything else with your life. But that's kind of what I've been doing. So I read on my Kindle and when I open it up, I get streaks. And so my Kindle will say, you've got eight streaks or eight day streak. Woohoo! I read for eight days straight. So I have, I have a streak. So I have an eight day streak, meaning that I've opened my Kindle and read eight days in a row. And I've started a pattern and a precedent for reading when I could be doing other things. Now, I'm not saying reading's bad. Don't, don't think that I'm saying that because reading is actually great. But if that's all you're doing, it's not very healthy. Some things in our life we have to set patterns for and that's so simple that we don't even realize we're doing it. For instance, pouring a cup of coffee and taking a drink. You don't, we don't think about that. We just, you know, well, our hand moves, we take our coffee, we drink it. We don't have to think about that. But there are other things that we have to put effort into Exercising, guilty. Eating habits, guilty. Attending small group, I'm attending a small group, yay. Attending a small group. Attending church after being away from the Lord for a while. These are things that we have to learn to do and we have to repeat the pattern over and over. We have to repeat the streak. And we have a new series starting next week that's called Chasing the Wind and it's a study of Ecclesiastes. That would be a really great sermon to get plugged into. The series would be great to get plugged into. And the bottom line is that we need to make decisions that lead to healthy spiritual formation. We can't give ourselves an out anymore. We can't let the frogs into our life anymore. We have to take charge. We um, we make decisions that lead to healthy spiritual formation and the frogs are not gonna leave you alone until you've made an adamant decision to make a change in your life. Change is hard. Change is painful. Change sometimes causes you to lose friends and it messes with you. True change is a real struggle. The struggle is real, folks. If you're trying to change your life, it's a real struggle. But let it go today, not tomorrow. 
Don't say tomorrow because tomorrow will never happen. Let it go today. And this one I like, don't be okay with the frog in your bed. So the Bible says that frogs were everywhere and they were even in people's beds. Now, what about that little black toad? Would you want to sleep with that in your bed? Like anywhere in your bed. I'm not talking, because like my dog, I'm like, you can't get on my pillows. That's like the no-no zone. But he gets on my bed. But like anywhere would I want this frog? No, nowhere would I want this frog in my bed. The choices that got you into trouble work the same way that making good decisions do. It's always a choice, always a choice. And it takes some mind over matter here because, um, you know, not to sound simple, but I found that doing things the right way is always harder than doing things the wrong way. And I don't know why that is and why we're wired that way, but that's just the case. It's easier for us to do the wrong thing than the right thing. And we fall so easily into sin and it doesn't take much effort on our part because we have an enemy who hates us and he wants us to fail and he wants to destroy your life and he wants to destroy your family. He wants to take away everything that you have. Satan is on a mission to destroy you. He has no good intention in his heart. Slipping so easily into sin and poor choices lead to frogs building up in our lives. And as the saying goes for me, I think some people have heard it, one minute on the, hip, the lips, forever on the hips. Have you ever heard that? So it's a choice. When you're making choices, eating that candy bar or eating like an apple, which one are you going to do? Make a choice. You're making decisions. One bad decision starts to cascade, and then our lives are overrun with frogs. You have to hate the sin and the poor decision-making enough to want the frogs out of your life today and not tomorrow. Don't grow comfortable with sin in your life. Don't be comfortable with it. Don't let it have any place in your life. And we talked last week about how Jesus binds the strong man and then the house of the strong man is free to plunder. And so the scripture says that we can take back the things that were stolen from us. We can take back the things that the enemy took. And we have this opportunity to hear the words of Jesus and take action on his promises. Jesus is a better Moses. We saw Moses do all these miracles, but Jesus is the better Moses. And he's here this morning to forgive you. He's here this morning to save you. Jesus delivers us from all the frogs in our lives. We are not slaves to fear or prejudice or apathy or discontent. We are overcomers through the blood of Jesus. The price of our sin has been paid already and there's peace and justice and mercy available to us every day. And I love this verse. Um, in Lamentations, my friend Sharon had, has it on her fridge. I don't know if she says, but she has this on her fridge. And I, I read it all the time. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never cease. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. God's mercy and God's love never stops being available to you. You're never too old. You're never too tired. You're never too sick. You're never too whatever. 
God is always there full of mercy for you. And I'm so thankful that God doesn't leave us alone. Um, on Facebook, you used to have the app where you could poke somebody. And that was kind of fun. Like, oh, I'm poking you, poke, poke, poke. And um, you can't do that anymore. I don't know why they took it away because it was really fun. But um, anyway, you can't poke somebody on Facebook anymore. But God pokes us. We just kind of feel like this little poke in our back. Like, Get up, go on, go on, go on. You know, go a little higher. Do this for me. Go a little higher. Go a little higher. Poke, 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 poke. God never leaves us alone. He never leaves us by ourselves. He's, he's always getting us back on track. And he also receives us as we are. So just as you are this morning with all your hangups and all your worries and all your sin and, and, and all the anxiety and the I don't want to and the I don't care about it anymore, all those things, God is here to change. Not tomorrow, today. He's here today to change those things. And I wanna give you a chance today to just say a prayer and get those frogs out of your life, to get the hand of the evil one off your life and off the lives of your families. So let's just pray together right now. God, we just come to you this morning and I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired, God. I'm sick and tired of taking the easy way out. I'm sick and tired of not listening to your Holy Spirit when it directs me. And I just ask God that you would please change my heart. God, make me different, make me new, make me fresh in you, Jesus. I know that all things are possible. God, your word is yes, and your word is amen. Your word never fails. And you say that I am an overcomer, so I am an overcomer. I am who you say I am, Jesus. Not the world, not my friends. I am who you say I am. I just thank you for that, God. I thank you for that. And this morning, if no one's looking around, but if anybody says, today's the day, Today's the day that I need to have salvation. Today's the day that I need to meet with Christ. Today's the day that I need to get rid of this stuff. Will you just raise your hand and just say, I need, God, I just need you. We're gonna pray together. If you raised your hand, we're gonna pray together. And Broad River Church, we don't let our friends pray alone. So just pray with me. Father God, we just come to you this morning and we ask you for forgiveness and we ask you for mercy, and we ask you for grace, and we ask you for the power of the Holy Spirit to direct our paths. God, forgive us of our sin. Forgive us of our apathy. Make us new, Jesus. In your precious name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you connected with this sermon, share it with a friend. You can find us on all social media platforms and YouTube, or visit us on Sunday in person at two locations in Norwalk and three service times. Have a great week.